This is the Retail Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on market scale. Run that third mega trend where consumers really have taken over the shopping channel. They're walking into stores a lot more informed. We don't hide from the fact that retail is difficult. You know, every day is a challenge, but that excites the customer. They love that. Welcome to this episode of the Market Scale Retail Podcast. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern, and I'm going to be having a conversation with Chris Bartell, the Chief Business Development Officer at Zyvelo, and we're going to be talking about the world of digital kiosk technology and how it can really revolutionize the restaurant industry. Chris is going to dive into his background, having worked as an executive for McDonald's for a few years, and talk about how that helped shape his perception of the industry and how that really shapes what he does at Zyvelo. So it's a really interesting conversation. He's gotten to see the inner workings of a restaurant group, and he gets to take that and apply that to a company that's now making digital kiosks to serve the needs of restaurants. So he's really seen both sides of it, and I think that really helps inform some of the decisions that he makes. He's also going to talk about why these are smart decisions for restaurants, so how kiosks can actually benefit these restaurant companies and that sort of thing. And then we're also going to talk about the amount of time it takes to really integrate a system like this into a a pre-existing restaurant. So starting from a traditional system and moving into a digital kiosk system, how long does that take and what are some of the hurdles that you have to jump over to get to the finish line? So that's what's coming up today on the podcast. Sit back and enjoy my conversation with Chris Bartell, the Chief Business Development Officer at Zyvelo. Joining me now on the podcast is Chris Bartell. He's the Chief Business Development Officer at Zyvelo. Chris, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here today. Absolutely. It's really good to talk to you. And I want to start off the podcast just by talking about your background, because you spent some time as an executive at McDonald's. uh, And I think that that really helped probably inform uh, some of what you do now for Zyvelo, just in the world of digital kiosk kiosk technology. Uh, Just kind of talk to me about being uh, there at McDonald's and what you learned from that experience. Yeah, it sounds great. You know, I've been very fortunate that I had the opportunity to, to be at McDonald's right at the time when they were ready to dribble out kiosks here in the US. They had some experience doing it, doing it in Europe and other parts of the, of the world, but when it was time to come and do it in the US, uh, we needed to take a slightly different approach to it. And so for us, uh, a lot of it had to do with operations and how we were gonna integrate the technology, the software, placement and operations within the restaurant. So for us, uh, it was a great learning experience. We started with some very small pilots trying to understand what would and wouldn't work, uh, both in California and New York, and then we expanded it out into some broader pilots with larger format and basically what you see in the restaurants today. So lots of learning that we've been able to take from McDonald's and take it in my current role and to the extent possible share with our with our customers uh, so that they can have successful deployments as well. And that really gave you a kind of first-hand look at some of the challenges that restaurants face on a regular basis. So what are those challenges that you got to got to see there at McDonald's that you've then been able to uh, to address now that you're at Zavello? Sure. So one of the one of the bigger challenges a lot of companies face when they want to talk about kiosks is from a software perspective, how do you uh, integrate into the existing POS? And so uh, in McDonald's case, it's um, it's their own POS solution that they have. Uh, but with a lot of other companies, they're using a, a third party POS. And so getting that kiosk software to integrate with the POS and payments and print to the right places and have it all the um, 
items flow into the kitchen so they can be properly prepared uh, is a big integration effort and it takes time and, and effort. So uh, for, for us, uh, we've done a great job here at Zavello of setting up a lot of those relationships with those POS providers and with software companies uh, who can provide those sort of integrations to make it seamless. And then the other perspective is uh, operations within the restaurant. So for you know 60 years, uh, everybody's always gone up to the front counter. They follow that same path that they've done forever. And so really disrupting that, that path and that flow within the restaurant and inviting people over to use it, putting that concierge person or the ambassador or you know everybody calls it something a little bit different, putting that person in place really makes a big difference in the adoption of, of kiosks and the usage within the restaurants. You brought up an interesting point, just using a, you know, a kind of a, a person that is there to kind of help with that kiosk process. Uh, and I wonder, some people might say that, that a kiosk really removes humans from the restaurant going equation, but couldn't this be seen just as um, resource allocation for restaurants, just as a different, uh, different means to allocate those resources? You can use people at different processes or at different points along the process of the restaurant going experience? Absolutely, and it's it's very much a spectrum. Uh, so when you're first introducing kiosks, having that person there, inviting people to use it, that is critical. So on, on average, uh, across our customer base in the restaurant space, we're seeing a 20 to 30 percent average ticket lift uh, based on you know, upsizing your drink, or adding a drink, or adding dessert, or you know, all these different things that that can be done to to drive that ticket increase, uh, which you know ultimately is what drives the ROI. But in order to uh, help people feel comfortable with it, initially, at least, you have to have somebody there to welcome them and invite them to use it. Now, as you move along further in your um, maturity level within the within the kiosk space, it becomes less and less important. So if you take a look at some of the countries in Europe, for example, uh, you look at France, where their kiosks have been deployed for you know 10 years plus, they have a model now where they just sort of have somebody available but they're basically not taking orders at the front counter anymore. And we're starting to see some franchisees and some of the brands that we work with uh, actually starting to embrace that model here in the U.S. where they're actually physically pulling out uh, registers at the front counter and encouraging people to use use the kiosk. And if they need to pay cash, then, then complete the transaction at the front counter, but just keeping one register really up there for that purpose. Right. And you, you mentioned just the, the ability, you know, higher ticketing and that sort of thing, 20, 30 percent. Uh, I, I wonder, and this, this might be an odd question, but is there something psychologically different about ordering from a kiosk um, rather than saying out loud to another person? Like you, you mentioned like dessert or something like that. Like maybe I don't want to say out loud in front of people that I'm going to order cookies or dessert or something like that, but, but I actually want it and it's just easier to hit a button. It, have you guys kind of taken a dive into that, that kind of psychological mindset? Is that, is that what's behind it? Yeah, for sure. That's a, that's a, that's a big part of it. So there's really two drivers. Uh, one if, is if you're walking up to the front counter, you kind of look at the menu bar, okay, I'll have a number two or whatever. Whatever it is that you typically order, you don't put a lot of thought or effort into uh, what you're doing or how you're ordering. Uh, with the kiosk, because it's interactive, because it's immersive, uh, for you know, McDonald's, for example, uses a 32-inch screen, and some of the other brands are 22 to 27-inch screens that we work with. Uh, they are very much involved, and it's a very immersive experience when you're when you're placing your order. And so it sort of drives you through that process and prompts you to: Would you like to add bacon? Would you like to add a cookie? Would you like to you know add fries to this? And it very much is a um, a psychological thing to actually tell a person, oh yeah, I want a, a big milkshake with that, uh, versus just you know pushing the button on the kiosk and, 
nobody's really judging you or thinking about it. The person standing behind you in, in line isn't really thinking about it uh, or paying attention <laughs> to what you're doing. So, uh, so for for all those reasons, uh, it's very very uh, easy to get that twenty to thirty percent lift, and it becomes a more, more pleasurable uh, experience for the guest as well. They're getting the things that they want and the things that they enjoy versus just going through the motions of boring what they typically do. Right, right. Uh, so you, you're mentioning the twenty to thirty percent lift there on the on the ticketing and that sort of thing. And I'm wondering if you could just run down the list of when you're talking to restaurants, you know, fast casual restaurants um, and that sort of thing. What are what, what's the list of tangible benefits that you uh, that you kind of uh, give to people when you're talking about this kind of technology? Yeah. So if you're a franchisee or an owner of a restaurant. Um, the, the thing that you're looking for is, you know, how do I get my payback? I'm making this investment. It's not insignificant, uh, regardless of, of who you are. And so you want to understand what's the payback time? How do I get that back? And then how do I start making money on that? And the first thing that everybody goes to typically is, oh, well, I'm going to install kiosks and, you know, my labor is just going to go away. I'm not going to need nearly as many people. But when you start really peeling back the onion on that and start thinking about what installing kiosks and doing it right means by having, taking somebody from the front counter, putting them on the kiosk and helping them through it so they're comfortable with it and comfortable learning the experience, uh, that actually drives more volume into the kitchen. And so people think, well, okay, uh, then I can pull someone out of the kitchen perhaps, but you're actually making more food and you're, you're pushing more through the kitchen. And so you end up actually adding uh, people in the kitchen, all for all the right reasons, because you're driving more product through and typically higher margin products. So you think about desserts or drinks or you know bacon. Those sorts of things are extremely high margin products. And so, for uh, the restaurant owner, you know that's the kind of things that they're going to want to sell. Absolutely, and we we mentioned a little bit earlier just how far along in the integration process you know some people are. Uh, you mentioned how in France it's become kind of a, a normal thing. How quickly can a restaurant move from a traditional ordering system where you walk up and somebody takes your order to being fully integrated with digital kiosks? Sure. So you know we we like to take a a very uh, programmatic approach uh, to to deployment. So. It's, it's not just about, okay, throw the, throw the kiosk in there and everything's going to magically be solved. So, you know, typically I would say, you know, what we want to do is, you know, have a deep conversation with a customer, make sure we understand what they're trying to achieve. You know, obviously the ticket lift is going to be one of those, but then also talk to them about how they change the operations in the restaurant. So uh, for all the things that we've been talking about, uh, it's, a, it's a mind shift within the restaurant. You know, we've had some brands who, um, you know, we, we work through this with and we talk to them about it and we talk about how to deploy it. And one brand that we were working with actually uh, installed some kiosks, did a fantastic job of setting it up. The software was, was well done. Uh, everything was working um, well, but what they, what they found was that inside the restaurant, people at the front counter are actually calling people to the front counter and versus encouraging them to go to the kiosk. And then the line got long and what ended up happening is they actually took the kiosk and moved it further away from the door so it wasn't sort of a disruptor in the restaurant. And then they were saying, well, we're just not seeing the usage that we want. And it's because the operations in the restaurant wasn't necessarily supporting that. So uh, it's taking that holistic approach. And if you do it right and you uh, sort of think through those things, uh, it's better to go you know, maybe spend four or five months doing it right and getting everything set up properly versus just throwing in Sort of, sort of slapping it in there in a month and sort of hoping for the best without putting a lot of thought into you know, how you're going to deploy this and how you're going to really operationalize it within your space. 
when you've had conversations with restaurants, what are their primary objections to uh, to integrating into this kind of technology? When you when you present and you say, hey, you know, we have companies that have seen twenty and thirty percent increases in tickets and that sort of thing. What what is what's the pushback that you often get from restaurants in this case? A lot of it is, uh, well, I just want to reduce my headcount because you know labor is a expensive and b hard to get uh, in a lot of locations now. And so, you know, that's their primary their primary concern is, well, if I can't reduce labor, then you know, it just it's not really that exciting to me. And so, um, so we have that conversation with them and really sort of talk them through. Okay, here's your ticket left. Here's why you do it to start out with. And uh, if you if you sort of compare what's happening in the restaurant industry right now to what happened in the airline industry 10 years ago when they started doing it or 15 years ago when they started really introducing kiosks. It's following that same that same path uh, almost linearly. So uh, so today you go to check in at the airport, you don't walk up to a counter anymore. You go to the kiosk, you check in, you do your bag. All of those things sort of happen through the kiosk. And there's somebody roaming around there, you know, ready to help you if you need some assistance. Uh, but the entire transaction is done on a kiosk. And we're very much seeing um, that same thing. There's leaders in the industry, uh, companies like McDonald's and others who uh, who are clearly leading in that space, uh, and a lot of others are waiting or have been waiting to sort of see you know how it plays out for them, and they're seeing the the impact, uh, and that's why we see such a such a growth in the space, and not just in QSR, but we're also seeing it in uh, fast casual and, and um, casual dining where uh, we have some companies that we're working with where they're doing some checking kiosks. So imagine going to one of your favorite sit-down restaurants on a Saturday night and there's a half-hour wait. Well, instead of walking in, seeing that there's a half-hour wait and then walking back out, get signed up on a kiosk, get yourself checked in, order a drink, have it brought to you while you're waiting there in the lobby. Now you've captured that customer and they can get their drink ready, perhaps they can place their order, and then when they go sit down at uh, at their table, the order is already in, and so uh, now you're skipping that entire process of having a server come up, having them take the drink order, having them go fill the drink order, having them come back later and take the order for the food, having them go put it in. Now you can just kick off that order when the when the person is or the group is uh, sat down, and then uh, the result is that you end up a getting a higher check because now you're. Uh, serving drinks earlier, uh, you have them in the restaurant longer, but not necessarily at a table, and uh, you're turning more tables every night, so you're getting more more people through the restaurant. And we're kind of past that early adopter stage of this technology, so you have examples like that and like McDonald's uh, that you can really show people to, to kind of display the, the benefits of this. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And as we're, we know, we just had NRF uh, last week, and uh, we were talking to a bunch of potential customers uh, both in the in the restaurant space, the retail space, and, and some of the other verticals that we support as well, and uh, everybody is seeing uh, sort of what's happening in the restaurant space very much as an indicator to what's going to be happening as we look forward to uh, you know the kiosk sort of percolating into uh, all the different uh, you know sectors that we work in. And one of the big words kind of tossed around NRF, you know, last week and everything was personalization. And can kiosk technology, and, and maybe maybe it's not there yet, but it, do you see a day or do you see an innovation coming where, you know, you can have a more personalized, I suppose, experience where uh, either with facial recognition technology or something like that so that uh, kiosks can recognize certain customers or customers can build profiles at a restaurant so that they have a favorite or something like that that they can easily order quickly? 
Yes, absolutely. Uh, we've already seen some of that um, being tested in, uh, in with some of our existing customers in, in other parts of the world. Uh, it, it is interesting because uh, you sort of look at the customer base and and their comfort level with a lot of this technology. Uh, so uh, in some situations, there you know some customers are very comfortable, uh, and some they don't necessarily want to be identified, and you know it's a little big brotherish for them. Uh, and then when you start getting lawyers involved at you know the corporate level, then they start thinking, well, you know, what if this or what if that? And um, when you start talking about you know, franchisees as well, whose customer is it? Is it, is it the franchisee's customer or the corporate customer? So in some cases, some of this gets a little tricky and uh, I feel a lot of it's still being worked out. Uh, the technology is definitely there. It's ready to go. Uh, now, you know, we're, we're talking with customers who are maybe ready to embrace it or try it. Uh, we haven't had any uh, ourselves yet, but uh, those sorts of topics, facial recognition or tying your app to, um, you know, if you if you're a McDonald's customer or you know any of the other brands, uh, and you have the mobile app, maybe tying uh, the app so that you can pull up the app and uh, place your order ahead of time and identify you're there uh, on the kiosk uh, versus doing that sort of thing. So uh, so there's a lot of changes coming in that space, and we see a lot of discussion around it. And now it's um, it's ready to to be piloted and, and tested out. So maybe what I hear you saying is that there's not going to be facial recognition at Luby's anytime soon, but maybe I can expect it at some of the some of the other places around town. Uh, maybe it, maybe at some point, kind of as as we work through some of those issues. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think uh, you know some of your smaller brands are going to be more willing to to take some of that risk uh, to to see how it works out, and uh, it may be the, the the reverse or the inverse of what we've seen. Uh, from the broader cast deployment standpoint. And what excites you just kind of about the future of this industry? And as you continue to grow and as Zyvelo continues to grow uh, pretty rapidly, what, what excites you about being able to work in this space and, and partner with restaurants this way? It's really, it's figuring out uh, how to make it work for each individual customer because everybody thinks, okay, well, you know, it's a restaurant, they're all the same. And it's not, it's not the situation at all. Uh, when we're working with a brand that uh, you know is more of a deli style versus a hamburger style versus uh, a chicken place versus uh, a pizza place, uh, their needs and what they are trying to achieve and how they're going to uh, work that ROI and get the most out of this investment is very, very different. And so uh, for me, it's, it's sitting down with the customers and working with them through the, um, through the challenges that they have, not only just from a POS integration standpoint, but also from an operation standpoint. And helping them make sure that they're preparing their restaurants to be able to have those um, those changes take place and have them be effective, because it it truly is. If you you can put all the hardware in, you can do whatever you need to do from a software perspective. But if you don't operationalize it properly, uh, both front of house and back of house, uh, it'll be a struggle to to make it effective. And so uh, for me, it's it's talking about all of those things together and making sure that they have a nice solid plan. Absolutely. That is Chris Bartell. He's the Chief Business Development Officer at Zyvelo. Chris, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today, man. Thank you. I really appreciate it.